Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Super Serious Dog Podcast. Super serious. (laughs) I think I sound tired because I am. Um, I don't know if you can tell or if you listeners. Does she sound tired? Yeah. Let's do a quick live poll that's not possible because this is pre recorded. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you sound tired. I feel tired. It's I've been running around like crazy though because we have like family coming in town this weekend and a lot going on and I'm like trying to get my house set up oh, and so all the things. And then like literally like 5 minutes before I walked in here I was doing like 10 things. So, hey, ADHD, here we go. Multitasking. But now like, we're podcasting. Now we're podcasting. Um, so yeah, state management, if y'all listened to the last episode, um, state management is key because I could have been frantic, but instead I'm here, I'm focused, I'm in the present. (laughs) And that actually kind of applies a little bit to our topic today. So, um, we're going to be stabbing Q-tips today. Stab, stab, Uh, stab. (laughs) Courtney's going to explain more because, uh, she texted me and she was like, Hey, I'm about to drive somewhere, but uh, remind me to tell you, I want to talk about stab Q-tip. And I was like, no idea what the fuck that means. I will definitely <laughs> remind you. And uh, uh, yeah, we talked about it today over lunch. And uh, so, yeah, what what is stab Q-tip, Courtney? So uh, it's a acronym that uh, kind of came together through a series of courses I've taken and things I've learned in my learning how to teach Um learning how to work with dogs, learning how to work with myself. So uh, it stands for stop, take a breath, quit taking it personally. That is the full stab Q-tip there. Uh, and it, it really comes into play in so many areas of life. Uh, when, you're, when, you're, when you're interacting with anything, you know, uh, whether it be a, a dog, a person, a cat, a, a, any other any other living thing that you're interacting with, uh, it can be important to stop, take a breath and quit taking it personally. Um, Because a lot of times, whatever you're observing is, um, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's about who you're observing and what they're going through. Um, I think it's very common to take stuff personally, though. I'm definitely guilty of taking plenty personally. Especially if you're already super stressed out, right? If it like, like in the context of walking a reactive dog, right? So if you're already know that your dog is likely to react to dogs and you see somebody who clearly already doesn't have control of their dog and they're like 400 feet away, you're already starting to get stressed out before you even realize it at that point, you're starting to get triggered. And if you're already emotional about it, or you've already had like a rough day at work on top of that and you're getting emotional about it, what do you think is going to happen when you inevitably have to pass that person? You're going to take shit personally. Mm -hmm. Whether it's you're going to take your dog's behaviors personally at some point, right? Like, why can't you just be a good dog? Why can't you just be a nice dog? that other person's behaviors personally. Like, why can't they control Mm -hmm. their dog? You know, what if one of their dogs gets away from them and it turns into a whole shit show? Mm -hmm. You know, you're like, that person, it was their fault, and you just immediately want to place blame. Because you're you're personally offended, um, mm-hmm. 
when, yep. when, when that's not really what happened. It's yep. not, it's not that person's fault. Yeah. It's not your dog's it's, fault. It's not your fault. It's nobody's fault. Like it's just something that is happening in the, in the current moment, in the reality and you need to show up for it and you need to advocate for your dog keep your dog's attention, keep them moving, you know, whatever, whatever ap- applies to your dog. And you need to not worry about what that other person thinks of you or your dog or anything in that moment. And you just mm-hmm. need to focus on getting through it. I know a lot of people are um, like, this comes into play a lot with tools, mm-hmm. right? People are afraid to correct their dog, step in front of their dog, stop a person from touching their dog, mm-hmm. those kinds of things, because they're worried about how the other person will feel. But if you have a reactive dog or a nervy dog or you just don't want to interact with the public in that way, it's like you need to not take it personally that that person might be offended by you stopping them or you using a tool or or whatever. And there's probably something deeper too going on there, right? Like if you are so worried about what that person's going to say or feeling bad that somebody wanted to come say hi to your dog, but you, you just can't bring yourself to say no, there's a part of you that is probably a people pleaser, right? Yep. Or there's, there's probably there's another reason. area in your life that you struggle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you should there, that you probably, struggle. you should probably unpack that and figure out why, right? Like, does it go back to your childhood? Is it from a series of relationships, like interpersonal or personal relationships, right? Is it mm-hmm. um, maybe just the friendships that you chose to keep um, and that, that kind of molded you, right? Like, of course, a therapist can help you really narrow that down and figure out exactly um, mm-hmm. where stuff is coming from. And there's a lot of really good activities that, that they can help um, help you work through that'll essentially identify those things. But kind of stopping and, and especially if you start to get like defensive about something, right? Like mm-hmm. we all get like upset. if this like if this is making you feel a little defensive. Yeah. Like exactly. get out of my childhood trauma, Misha. Gosh. <laughs> if if that brings if that resonates for you and brings up some feels, hey, you're getting a little defensive. Mm-hmm. And it's a so one thing, so I was listening to the that podcast I was telling you about today, Courtney, um, the the knowledge project. And I didn't finish it, but um, he had this uh, psychologist on um, that was, uh, I don't remember exactly what she was talking about, but she basically kind of like normalized defensiveness in a way that I never, anybody normalize it in the sense that like, yeah, of course you're going to get defensive at times. Like that's going to happen, period. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter whether you are maybe a little bit more sensitive that day because you have a lot, right? Like we talked about the layered stress model. Maybe you've got a lot of layers of stress going, or maybe that one specific topic always hits a nerve, right? Always Mm -hmm. strikes a chord with you. Um, And having that defense response, it's literally just a defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. But being able to stop and go, okay, but why am I defensive? And um, where is it coming from? Let me take a step back and really evaluate what's actually being said versus what I'm interpreting and why I'm taking it personally. Mm -hmm. Because somebody can make a blanket statement, right, about, I don't know, trees are blue, right? And you could be like, no, they're not. They're green, right? Trees are always green. But like, why are you getting mad? Like, calm down. Right. Who cares if they're stupid? Maybe they have like a different color spectrum than you, right? Like the other day, Lee came in, was like asking me for um, for advice for his outfit of like what hat to pair with it. And he was like, do you want this this hat or the, the gray hat or the black hat? And I was like, 
dude, that hat is brown. <laughs> that hat is, what are you talking about? He's like, no, it's not. And I was like, dude, to me, that hat is like a grayish, but like it's a brown, it's a dark brown. And he was like, dude, this looks like a black gray to me. And I'm like, we got different eyeball cones and rods. Like, I don't yeah. know what to, I don't know what to tell you, but that looks brown to me. And like, honestly, like, however you were pairing it looks great, but, but it could have totally turned into this like heated, like, cause we have gotten in stupid arguments yeah. over dumb shit like that. I've in gotten in arguments with people over colors specifically mm-hmm. because, um, I, as rare as it is, am a female that as slightly colorblind uh, a friend of mine actually got me the colorblind correcting glasses for my birthday and oh, oh nice my gosh did I it blow no- your mind yeah uh, yeah <laughs> whoa i had no idea y'all lived in such a bright ass world um <laughs> holy shit it's so colorful out there i had no idea um but i i mean i've gotten into arguments with people that they became defensive and that that a female can't be colorblind and, and they've like, what? Yeah, they, I've had it's such people, a weird specific thing to like. Yeah, take a I've stand had people on. like argue with me, and I'm like, okay. I mean, do you have a colorblind test right here? You can show me the dots. I won't be able to see the numbers on some of the pages. Like, I won't lie. I won't lie. Like, I <laughs> I try really hard. Like, I try squinting my eyes to see if maybe I can see them. It has zero effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I have yet to take the test with the glasses on, though. I I want to try Ooh. that. I want I want to be able to see all of the the we numbers. Should. You should do that. That would be fun. <laughs> we should do it live on the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that would be really like boring for people who only listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's only exciting for like me. <laughs> yeah. And and me because I'm a dork and I love shit like that. Anyway, perspective is <laughs> perspective, the point we're talking yes. about. So um, <laughs> P- you things can be perceived differently. Um, everybody's experiencing their own version of reality based mm-hmm. on their perception, based off of a collection of their life events and the way they their brains, you know, take it in is the mm-hmm. most basic mm-hmm. way I can explain that, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, animals are no different and our interactions with them are not about us mm-hmm. all the time. Like Nelson you know? said um, when he was on the show last last time, time before that. Um, recently? Recently, yeah. Um it's it's important how the dog views you, right? Like what you are to the dog, not what the dog is to you, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's usually pretty mind blowing for people. Like it wasn't necessarily mind blowing when I heard him say that, but it was definitely a big again perspective shift for me, mm-hmm. where I was like, that's really important. Like I I do things to try to get in the dog's head mm-hmm. and try to be considerate of its perspective. However, I never really like framed the the entire, the whole picture, the whole relationship that way. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so I really, really like that a lot because it's the same thing. Like whether it's interpersonal relationships or your dog's relationship, that's, that's true. What am I to my significant other? Mm -hmm. Not what do I think I am? So if I think I'm this and Lee comes and tells me I'm not, and I get defensive. Nobody's necessarily right or wrong. I'm right. just misunderstanding. Right. Uh, there's clearly a miscommunication, right? Right. 
Right. And it, it's more difficult. I mean, it's that's difficult among the same species that speak the same language, mm-hmm. right? Like being able to have those conversations with another person where you may be, you know, misperceiving something that they've done and, and you tell them like, hey, I'm I'm getting these feelings from these actions you did. And I just wanted you to know. And they're like, oh, my goodness, that was not my intention. I can change my actions to more aligned with my intention, right? You you had some experience with that this week, didn't you, Courtney? No, no way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so like that is a difficult thing for people to do and we speak the same language. So to mm-hmm. have that in depth of a conversation with another species that doesn't have all of the same brain parts we have and doesn't speak the same language is fucking difficult. And it takes a little bit of stretching of your brain. But that's the really cool part about humans is we can stretch our brains a little Uh bit. We can have the perspective of something else. Like a dog doesn't have the ability to look at things from my perspective. Yeah. They just don't. They don't have that, that part of their brain. But I have the ability to look at things from their perspective if I allow myself to reach that part of my brain. Yep. That's so true. Which and you have to practice, practice it. Yes. You have to practice it, <laughs> you right? Have to like, practice it. like you'll you'll start doing things and you'll pretty quickly pick up on certain things, right? Um, certainly if you do specific coursework or anything like that, um, or if you have specific activities that are given to you that kind of help you unlock those pieces of you, right? A lot of times just being quiet and observing, mm-hmm. right? Like if your dog's gonna yell at that other dog anyways, and you're just going to get frustrated and you're just going to like try to shush it or try to like shovel food, but it's like not really, it's usually not successful. Why don't you just stop and observe and just see what your dog does? Yeah. So like, so like in that example, you've tried getting frustrated and that didn't fix it. Uh -uh. So trying something different, like stabbing the Q-tip, you know, (laughs) just taking that breath. And not taking it personally anymore and realizing that dog's not doing that to upset you or ruin your walk or make you look stupid in front of that other person. That Mm -hmm. dog is doing that for a reason. Yep. And just observing that for a second is very good for you as the human. Um, Even if you don't know what to do in that, you know, you don't know what to do to fix it. Right. Contact a trainer. Talk to me. Talk to Misha. Talk to whoever. Um, And we can help you pass that point if you're like, okay, I I see that there's another world there, but I don't know the fuck they're saying. That's okay. Uh, You can learn, right? So so allow yourself to. Yeah. And that first part, like the stabby part, right? Stop and take a breath. That is so important because most of the time, especially like in the context of a reactive dog or a situation where you're not really sure, like let's say you – have never let your dog around kids before the dog is new to you. And this little kid is like, can I pet your dog? And you're like, sure. But you're holding your breath. You're not really certain, right? That's not good either. Right. So maybe before you answer, stop and take a breath and think about it. Right. Like what are the consequences of if this goes wrong? Mm -hmm. What are the consequences if this goes right? Mm -hmm. Um, And do I want to use this random kid to experiment. Right. Right. Maybe, or, maybe think about what advantages you have, what steps you would take if it went wrong. Right. I mean, and, and, but also like, look at your dog, right. Take a second, go, um, and then look at what your dog is doing. Right. If mm-hmm. your dog is like, Hey, what's up? Right. And just being kind of loose, but calm, not necessarily too lungy, whether it's like, it looks happy or not, 
or if it's like moving away and trying to like ignore the kid or whatever, like trying to avoid, right. Mm-hmm. That, that'll give you a lot of information and taking a second, stopping, taking a breath and observing what's going on around you is going to help you make a better decision. Right. And if you're not sure, be like, actually, I don't know how he does with kids. So um, not this time, but thanks for asking. Because right? regardless, that's good practice. Yes, exactly. But with like reactivity, right? Like everybody holds their breath mm-hmm. uh, with re- I do that shit. I have to remind myself to breathe sometimes, especially Same. like when I'm walking B town down a narrow corridor, whether there's like kids or dogs or something that's like more likely to trigger him or just a dog that's more energy, right? Goofy, staring at him, any of that kind of stuff. And like, <laughs> It's really funny. Lee kind of reminded me. Um, there was this one, it was a few years ago. I don't remember exactly like where we were. Um, but Lee was like, dude, yeah, we walked past this one house and B-Town never reacts. And I was like, really? Because whenever I walk him, B-Town loves to yell at that dog. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing different? He's like, I don't know. I just don't think about it. I just go. And I kind of just keep walking at my normal pace. And I'm like, aha, that's the difference you basically aren't holding your breath. You're not anticipating. You're not overthinking it. You're Mm -hmm. just, you just fucking go. And so the next time I did that and I was like, it it wasn't like perfect. Cause now like we had a pattern of me in B town and that dog, right. Acting a very specific way, but I didn't like try to control him. I didn't try to put him under command. I didn't try to like correct it or anything like that. I would just be like, hey, and then just keep walking. And he was like, wait, why aren't you doing the thing you normally do? And he became curious about why I wasn't doing the thing. Like he Mm -hmm. would bark, bark, bark. And then he'd look at me and be like, the fuck, lady? Like, where's the... Where's the usual energy you put into this? I thought we were going to yell at this dog together. Right. Um, And it, it was a nice reminder because like I, the trainer... Right. Like I should know this shit, but even I slip up, I forget, I fall into habits. Mm -hmm. I fall into my own prejudices and expectations and anticipations of things, good or bad. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I kind of forget that shit sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You're a human with your own dog. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your own dog is always the hardest. Don't you always tell your clients, like, I need you to breathe because I don't want you passing out? Or didn't you used to say that in class? Yeah, uh, in group class. That was something I constantly reminded people to do is breathe because you are no good to your dog if you are unconscious, (laughs) which is what will happen if you hold your breath for long enough. So, like, because I'd see people standing there with their, like, because we do, you know, like standing extra, you know, people are standing Mm -hmm. still and people have their knees locked and be holding their breath as another dog walked by. And I'm like, dude, you're going to pass out. That's not okay. Because then what the fuck's your dog going to do, right? You're supposed to guide them and help them and give them instruction on how to get through this really scary situation of group class. And you just fell to the floor unconscious. Like, oh, they're definitely, it. that. that's not a good leader. <laughs> uh, so please breathe. Um, please. But also like think of like the body language signals that you're sending your dog, right? You're tense. Your knees are locked. You're sweaty, you're nervous, your heart rate, heartbeat or heart rate has increased, right? All these things. And some of that stuff you can't really control. However, I don't know if you know this, but your heart rate and your, your breathing rate are almost like 
perfectly synchronized. If your heart rate goes up, your breathing will increase. If your breathing increases or decreases, your heart rate will adapt accordingly. That's why they tell you when you're having a panic attack to focus on deep breaths, right? Mm -hmm. In through your nose, out through your mouth, or they'll breathe. Breathing through the bag does a couple of other things if you've ever done like the paper bag thing. But controlling your breath um, can control your heart rate. So remembering to breathe. Yeah. And it can bring, it can literally, it's going to help you. It's going to help you calm down. It's going to help you shift into your frontal lobe or whatever it's called. Uh, (laughs) And think, think with your higher brain, like um, make better decisions when you're breathing. Yeah. Cause if you're you're panicking, you're not, you're focusing on your, not you're focusing, but your brain is utilizing its, essentially it's brain stem. It's like the, the yeah. oldest part of your brain. Yeah. The survival right? mode of just like fight, flight, exactly. or freeze. I got to do, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> and that's also not a good leader for your dog. Cause your dog is aware of you and is like, mm-hmm. all right, you're freaking out. Okay. Well I am double, I'm doubling down on this freak out. Like nothing's yep. going to stop me, which only, you know, perpetuates the problem. So again, if we are such a like advanced species and we have the ability to see things from someone, something else's perspective, in that moment, we got to pull our shit together. Uh-huh. You know, we got to say, okay, I got to break this cycle because we're on a cycle, right? Uh-huh. I'm not breathing. The dog knows that it's freaking out. The dog was uncomfortable to begin with. And do, 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 yep. Do, do. yep. So like, I got to break it. I'm the human here. So even if you're already in the cycle, like stab, 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 <laughs> <laughs> right? Stab. That's really Take fun to say. the breath. Take it. Stop. Did take you, the breath. Didn't you say you modified it? Wasn't it star before? Yeah, like, I, I stole it from a thing that was star. It was stop, take a breath and relax. But that doesn't mean anything. That's so that, vague. Yeah. I, I, and like, okay, relax. Besides While your dog shouting is like, stab at yourself sounds way more fun. Yeah. <laughs> like you're going you're to remember <laughs> stab the Q-tip, like stab Q-tip, stab Q-tip, stab whenever, Q-tip. Whenever you first texted me that, I was like, is this some sort of like metaphor of like, if you go, like if you're using a Q-tip in your go ear too deep. and you go too deep and accidentally like stab your eardrum or whatever, like <laughs> that's what yeah, I thought. Just to clarify, I am not saying to stab an actual Q-tip into your <laughs> anything. Okay. Don't, don't do anything with actual Q-tips. It's a fucking acronym people. Yep. Fun fact. Um, dogs ear canals are super deep and super like curly to where like you could never perforate their eardrum with a q-tip even if you tried now okay barring hey. genetic barring right. genetic Careful anomalies what you put out there on the whatever. internet but generally speaking if your dog has normal ass ears uh it's very like curly and screwy and uh you their eardrums are so deep into their ear canals that they can't really be stabbed fun fact because I was really so I learned that because I was really nervous about cleaning dogs ears a long long time ago and um yeah my vet was like oh yeah no you're fine you don't have to just jam it in there (laughs) I was like okay I was like and she was like of course granted like don't like push wax in deeper right it's the same problem blah 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 but if you're like doing it for specific like it was for ear infection purposes so it was to get like yeah for Dixie's I would use like two together that way, yeah. like, I knew I wasn't going to, like, go all... Because yeah. she would lean into it also. She was oh, like, she oh, yeah. It. Yeah, get it, get in that ear. <laughs> yeah, Dixie had an ear infection problem. Yeah. And it was, like, a conundrum. 
I'm in hindsight, it was probably genetics. She probably yeah. had really shitty genetics. Um, yeah. but I didn't know that any of the times with Dixie. The Dixie was a whole fun experiment. She was a learning <laughs> process. Anyway, but she she didn't swim. She was a lab that hated water until she was old. She swam at, at nine years old for the first time. Anyway. <laughs> Um, she had like constant ear infections and we would get them treated all the time and I have to clean her ears all the time. And at first, like she, anytime I had a bottle, the little bottle cleaner, mm-hmm. like she'd run from me. She was like, no, not that stuff. But if I cleaned it out with uh, Q-tips, she really liked it. And she had so many ear infections that the vet told me she was now predisposed to continue to get ear infections because like it was all just, just st- steady inflamed. Like there was never any there was no ground zero to go back to. Oh no. Yeah. And I was like, Oh great. Uh, for like a good three months, I was considering cropping her ears. Have you tried feeding raw? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Courtney, I really love it. When like somebody gives us unsolicited advice, we're talking about random stuff with like complete strangers. And they're like, have you tried feeding raw or or insert anything right like it mm-hmm. could be cbd or whatever um but of course we're the talking next about- new hot thing that's gonna <laughs> fix all your fucking problems <laughs> of course we're talking about the late dixie so even less helpful yeah even less helpful that was like <laughs> seven ten years ago i don't i don't even know how long ago that was um but yeah <laughs> yeah that's very crazy. unhelpful uh i'm really curious like what the next hot like trend is going to be right. Cause for a while, like CBD was just going to fix everything. It's going to fix and cure every little Before thing. That, wasn't it like coconut oil? Coconut oil has had like a little stint of it. That kind of comes and goes for like skin issues mm-hmm. type of thing. Changing diet. That's always like the first thing discussed. Certainly feeding raw now. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. Like feeding raw sounds awesome. Like it's something I've and always I've heard of CBD do. working wonders on some dogs. Yep. I'm not bashing any of these things, but the thing about CBD though, is like, there's so many different cannabinoids mm -hmm. that have so many different functions and it's hard to tell, like, it's hard enough to tell like what CBD to use for yourself. Right. And what's going to be most effective, let alone like trying to talk to a dog (laughs) that can't tell you like, Oh yeah, I have anxiety all the time. Like, cause what you perceive as anxiety, right. I mean, it could just be an outward anxious behavior, but that stems from something else. Maybe it stems from pain or maybe it stems from just a habit, right. Of like, Oh, this is, this started as a game and now I've like ritualized this anxious behavior, Mm -hmm. right. Or whatever. So I'm always curious. I bet you like, if like THC became legal, (laughs) <laughs> that would probably be the next thing of like get your or, dog high. Or that, that other thing that's out right now that's like legal delta oh, eight yeah there you go delta eight yeah that's freaking crazy um i don't know if i should tell our listeners about it but go google delta eight it's fascinating it's thc made from hemp and it's a hundred percent legal because hemp is technically legal ta-da ta-da Loophole. go google it go google it I can't partake anyways because I'm pregnant. <laughs> We're going to get a whole bunch of feedback that's like, yeah, you can. <laughs> Misha uh, doesn't want your unsolicited opinion. <laughs> we just went over this. <laughs> Some, sometimes I don't mind it. It's always one of those things like, like I don't, 
I don't mind getting like mom and pregnancy advice and that kind of stuff. Like, in fact, I more often than not welcome it. It's more about like the way people go about doing it. Right. Same thing with dog stuff. Right. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't mind people giving me recommendations on things if they know of something yeah. that could help my dog. Yep. But sometimes, but sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I'm talking to, to like self. <laughs> well, and I, I have to remind myself to keep shit to myself too. Like I'll be hanging out with somebody who like, maybe they volunteer at the shelter and they're really excited and they want to tell me about all the dogs and the way that they work with them. Or, um, they have this like amazing dog that they want to tell me about. Cause they find out, Oh my God, you're a trainer. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have to stab the Q-tip mm-hmm. and I have to be like, you're doing everything wrong, but like, I can't say that. Right. They're excited. And they didn't fucking ask. They just, they just wanted to share. Yep. Right. They wanted to share their life story. And now like, it's really funny. I think recently, I can't remember. I think it was probably Pat and Glenn's podcast on canine paradigm. They were talking about like, uh, Pat was like, yeah, sometimes I just like purposely don't tell people I'm a dog trainer. I tell them I'm an accountant or some other boring thing. I actually love doing that. (laughs) <laughs> um, like new places around new people. I'm like, I don't know anything about dogs. <laughs> yeah. So that way you don't, is... you don't ever open that box basically. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise, uh, yeah, that's a good opportunity to practice stabbing the Q-tip too, because, uh, it's really hard to bite your tongue when everybody's like telling you horrifying things that they're doing with their dogs. And you're like, wow, <laughs> that's going to end poorly. But and, and okay. So in doing that, you can have a little bit of perspective on what it might be like to ask your mm-hmm. dog to keep their fucking opinions to themselves that's when true. they see something that's a trigger for them. That's so right. True. Cause that's in the most, you know, anthropomorphic way I can put it. That's what your dog's doing. It's they're true. just giving their opinion. They're giving their out loud feedback on the situation, how they feel that's about so it, and what they'd like to happen. And we look <laughs> at it as like a, a, an annoying thing. Right. But like, we as people can be annoying too and uh-huh. give our feedback and, you know, do, do things that may uh, upset people around us. So we don't really fucking care. Mm-hmm. Um, so try stopping yourself from doing that. Yeah. Just to see Ooh. what it's like. You know for what? Your dog. I hate watching the news just cause it's like sensationalized bullshit. It doesn't really matter if it's like something that like aligns with my personal values or political beliefs or not either, or it doesn't matter. I fucking hate the news. Ooh, political conversations is a great place to exercise. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> However, maybe not a conversation. Maybe start with watching like a news channel you don't like and see if you can stab the Q-tip there because that's a, like, it's, it's really hard to watch. Like, let's say you hate Fox news or something like that. Right. It's really hard to watch that shit. And that's not even a two way thing. Right. Like, so imagine how much harder that's going to be if you're having like a face-to-face conversation and you're not good at keeping your cool when it comes to those types of discussions, right? Yeah. So that's like Art. the reactive dog that can't hear the sound of another dog's tags jingling like mm-hmm. two streets over without losing its shit, right? They don't even see the dog, but they hear it and they're already, you know, whining, screaming, barking, ready to rip it apart, right? Mm-hmm. That's you watching the news station you don't enjoy. Not you, but... Yeah, you you know right. who you know who I'm talking to you <laughs> you talking to you. Um, so you know you have to counter condition yourself to those things. You have to start small. You're not going to go to a rally and put yourself in the yeah. middle of people you no, don't, I don't do agree that. with. Don't do, don't that. do that. You're not ready for that. You're a very very reactive person in that situation. Mm-hmm. But maybe try exposing yourself to some of it in a little bit, a small triggering way, 
and stab the Q-tip. Just. It's <laughs> really fun to say. Yeah. <laughs> just to have a little bit of perspective on what your dog's going through. I'm, I'm not asking you to change political sides. I'm not asking for any great change within yourself. Mm-mm. I just want you to have a little bit of perspective yep. on what it may be like to, to have to deal with stuff you don't want to deal with. Like mm-hmm. we ask our dogs to do all the time, all the time, all the time, all the dang time. Yeah. On that note, wrap it up. Thank y'all for listening. We really appreciate you. We hope you really enjoyed this episode. Gain some perspective, maybe even. Um, if you did, write us a review, hit that like button, etc. Tell your friends about us. Um, and uh, thanks for listening. If you guys want to get in contact with us, you can email us at superseriousdogpodcast at gmail.com um, or you can go check us out on Patreon and it's patreon.com slash superseriousdogpodcast. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye!